Hello, and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Bo North. And I'm Megan Sunday. On this show, we're discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter. And this week, we're back to talk chapter 45, just as soon as we make the water of death. <laughs> it's the goth version. I don't think it was ever called that before he said that. He's like, I don't know, <laughs> water of death. I just did devil it horns. Has- but this is a, an yeah. audio podcast, so... Darn. <laughs> Your visual shenanigans will not be noted. <laughs> oh, there's shenanigans this week, though. Shenanigans. Yes. Family. Family shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Do we have anything to talk about before we get started on the chapter? Um, we got, there's a new, a couple new pictures from the movie. Um, yeah. I was discussing uh, a, f- a friend had just recently watched uh, Lynch's Dune for the first time and apparently mm-hmm. was concerned about Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's fine. Look at him. Look at that little <laughs> face. He looks so annoyed. It'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I-, I see him way more than as Paul than sweet, sweet Kyle MacLachlan. But I guess their concern was him as Muad'Dib, but I-, I still think he has it. Yeah. I mean, I I totally see it. I guess we'll see if he pulls it off. Yeah, but I, I have faith. Plus, mm-hmm. I mean, we have to remember that Paul, even when he's Maudib, is still, like, 19 years old. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he's, uh, he's running on a lot of just charm. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think our little guy can, can pull it off. We'll see. <laughs> he's just a little fella. Been... Is he? I don't even know. I only know vaguely his height because of that John Mulaney John bit. Mulaney sketch, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm taller than the boy. My wife is in love with this Timothy Chalamet son of a bitch. He's like 21 years old. It's a joke when she kids me about it, but it's not a joke. And I'm six feet tall. That's like a big deal to me. I don't know why it's a big deal to me, but I like that I'm six feet tall. We were coming back from dinner the other night, and my wife walks past me. She goes, you know, Timothy Chalamet's 6'1", and I just internalized it. <laughs> and then the next day, I, was, I looked it up online, and it said he was 5'11". So I leave the garage. My office is in the garage, and I go into the home where she is, and I go into her office, and I go, you know, he's 5'11". She goes, what? I go, the boy. He's not six. He's not 6'1", he's 5'11". He goes, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, I said, I'm six feet. I'm taller than the boy. You said Timothy Chalamet was 6'1", he's 5'11". She goes, I was fucking kidding. This week, our boy is being kind of a drama king. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what song keeps playing in my head as I was reading this chapter? Hmm. Especially the end. I kept hearing that song, girl, you'll be a woman soon, <laughs> except I just kept saying, boy, you'll be a woman soon, because there's all this, like, male, female mm-hmm. talk in this chapter. I'm like, what if they're just, what if gender just wasn't a part of this narrative? Oh. Wouldn't that be crazy? That'd be amazing. Yeah. It's, it's really my one of my biggest beefs with both Dune and the Wheel of Time series is that mm. there's so much like, well, this side, this, this magic can only be wielded by females. 
this magic can only be wielded by males. And it's like, that's dumb. What if you're non-binary? What if you're yeah. trans? Like, do they just not exist in these worlds? Yeah, because I would want to. I would want to think that it would be more of an internal, like a spiritual, mm-hmm. mental kind of situation. If you were mm-hmm. going to have, you know, intrinsic magical powers, where it wouldn't matter what your body was. Mm-hmm. But that's sadly, I mean, unfortunately, not. I think something Frank Herbert was tackling, or prepared to tackle, or really should have tackled. <laughs> Let's right. be frank. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, no doubt this was written in the 60s, and mm-hmm. I doubt any treatment of that su- subject matter would have been respectful or yeah, totally, maybe not dis- purposely disrespectful, but probably somewhat ignorant, not having, like, lived that life. Also, um, didn't they disown one of their sons for being gay? Uh, I don't know if it went as far as disowning, but did not treat him very well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not (laughs) thinking that he would have been the best person to write about it. But if you're going to have, like, a major plot point of this world that you've created hinge on certain things that certain genders can do, I feel Mm. like, I mean, things are different now for sure. But it's not like trans people and non-binary people didn't exist up until, you know, what, 2015 or whatever. (laughs) Like, they've been around forever, as long as there's been people. No, in, like, 1997, suddenly, suddenly this happened, uh, Mm -hmm. is what I understand from people of a certain age on the internet. I mean, if any of my book reviews are to be believed, lesbians did not exist before the 90s. Lesbians, feminists, yeah. uh, anything. Bisexuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anybody, honestly. Mm-hmm. It was all just, you know, this the nuclear family. This is not family. historically accurate. <laughs> I'm sorry that <laughs> <laughs> you weren't aware that lesbians were... You know, have always been a thing. I mean, Sappho, I'm sorry. She was just writing about her gal pals, her best sure. friends. <laughs> I mean, who knows what those crazy girls got up to. <laughs> they were practicing for when they had husbands. Right. Oh, my God. That's anyway, always my favorite. This is my soapbox. Not, <laughs> not the shows in general, but um, Megan, speaking mm. of gal pals... Do we have a an epigraph this week from our favorite gal pal, Irulan? We do indeed. And this one comes to us from the Collected Legends of Arrakis by the Princess Ooh. Irulan, which is just still, it's still legends about Paul. Mm-hmm. She's just so. collecting them, just collecting things left and right. And it came to pass in the third year of the Desert War that Paul Mwadib lay alone in the Cave of Birds beneath the Kizwa hangings of an inner cell. And he lay as one dead, caught up in the revelation of the water of life, his being translated beyond the boundaries of time by the poison that gives life. Thus was the prophecy made true that the Lisa and Algabe might be both dead and alive. Uh, I'm just seeing that um, that vine of the cat with the flower in his head. <laughs> the prophecy <laughs> is true. <laughs> oh... He's Schrodinger's messiah, I guess. 
I want a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> oh, uh, for when Paul. I go outside someday. <laughs> when we all go outside again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was wearing my, I'm actually wearing my uh, Let's Get Weirding t-shirt now. Available at Tee Public. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like putting it on today and I was like, yeah, repping my show. And then I was like, wait, nobody's going to see this. Yeah, <laughs> like every time I... And my cats. <laughs> Every time I wear mine, it's like, hey. <laughs> I want someone to stop me and be like, ooh, what's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and for them to be like a podcast, oh, goodness, no. <laughs> just keep walking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> oh, man. So, so we learn this is about, this is three weeks after, after the, last the last chapter when Paul was like, I'm going to go make some poor decisions. Yep. Boy, when um, he sets his mind to something, he really does it. Oh, boy. And so Chani is back at the Cave of Birds, and she's kind of like, I don't know why I'm here, because Paul told me to stay with mm-hmm. uh, our son and with Alia. But she got summoned by him, and she shows up. They sent a thopter for her. Woo-woo. Which is a big deal. Which I like because we do learn that it was Jessica who sent for her. And I feel like Jessica's just like, I don't know, use the thopters. <laughs> well, she was kind of uh, sort of annoyed in the last chapter mm-hmm. because they weren't using the thopters. <laughs> so Chani shows up and Jessica meets her. And she's like, okay, I cannot, apparently by the rules of like their cultural rules, she can't just mm-hmm. say what's going on. Where's Paul? Mm-hmm. So they have to make all this small talk about, like, Leto and Alia and, oh, we got some new cloth. That'll be nice. We can make some clothes for the baby. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) Meanwhile, Johnny's just like, what is happening? Because I also, like, because when she's showing up, she doesn't know why she's been called, but she is kind of like, I think I'm going to get laid. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to see my man. And then she's like, yeah. oh, my mother-in-law, hi. Yeah. Boy, that's a boner killer. <laughs> so, like, they're both just, it's, they're just staring at each other. Because Jessica's thinking, oh, God, how am I going to tell her this? So I'll just keep making polite conversation. And Chani's going, what is she not telling me? I'll just keep making polite conversation. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, they do mention that... Uh, Raban has tried to send messengers. He has sent messengers kind of being like, hey, what if we weren't fighting anymore? And yeah. Jessica says, his messengers have been returned without their water. Their water, yes. So, like, awesome. They're just getting like boxes of like shriveled. Like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> and so... She's like, Johnny's like, okay, something has happened. What has going on? And they're just like staring at each other for <laughs> three pages. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then Jessica's like, all right. So Paul's alive. Yeah. But he's been in a coma for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, been you know. poisoned and he's not eating or breathing uh because chani asks she's like how has he been eating she's like he doesn't have to yeah uh. <laughs> apparently he's in this like weird suspended 
mm-hmm. animation kind of thing. Um, and she's like, but so everyone is a lot of people are convinced that he's dead and that I am just she says that they think that she's acting like a mother and not a reverend mother that she's just like no don't don't squish my son in the water machine right because <laughs> he's still alive yeah. <laughs> they can't tell what's poisoned him because I yeah. guess they've been doing all kinds of like mystical blood work <laughs> sure which okay <laughs> I, I would love to see that process honestly because Chani's like, well, you guys weren't raised. Like, your your body chemistry isn't as attuned to the spice as ours is. You know, has he just had too much of it? And it's overloaded him. And Jessica's like, no, I tested his blood. Like, you what? <laughs> yeah, she says she worked some... Or what did she say? It was like... Uh, I used all my subtleties or something like that. And it was like, it's just blood. Well, she says, Shani says, when you change the water of life, you do it within yourself by the inward awareness. Have you used this awareness to test his blood? So I guess she like put it in her mouth. Oh. And like swished it around. I don't, I still, I've read this book so many times. and I still (laughs) really don't know what is going on in it. (laughs) Just, I hate to break it to you, everyone, how the sausage gets made. What is dude about? I don't, (laughs) I still don't know. Yeah, we're still kind of scratching our heads over this one. And so Chani's like, is it that new guy that just showed up? Oh, yeah, Gurney. And Jessica's like, no. They're already fucking. Oh, you Jeez, know it. Jess. You know it. <laughs> well, she's been a while without some strange. <laughs> so strange. He was playing that battle set. I mean, because. It works, man. It worked. And I mean, yeah. he was feeling really bad about trying to kill her. So mm, one thing led to another. You know how it goes. Uh, people are always trying to kill me and then apologizing with sex. <laughs> I wish it would stop, frankly. It's getting very awkward. <laughs> I feel uh, like I've been typecast in my own life. <laughs> <laughs> I love those moments uh, in Bond movies because every so often there's a time where he's just like, I really cannot do this right now. <laughs> yeah. Look, I know I, it's kind of my thing. Defer to your expertise on mm. this one. <laughs> well, the two 80s ones, they really like lowered that whole thing because it was the 80s and they were like, maybe we shouldn't have a character who's just Which, having unprotected sex with everyone he meets. Wouldn't those be the Timothy Dalton ones? It would. Okay, I saw well, the living the latter daylights. Tri- I mean, well, no, living daylight, <laughs> living daylights is is Roger Moore. Um, oh, okay, but the Wait, latter. Are you sure. Yes. Oh, okay, you're like. Oh no no! I'm yes. sorry. What am I talking about? No, you're right. Uh, I was thinking View to a Kill when you said Living Daylights. Living Daylights oh. is Timothy Dalton. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I just remember that one <laughs> and Goldeneye, and then I saw the Daniel Craig ones. By the '90s, oh. they were like, yeah, he can fuck again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who cares? Right. <laughs> it's the 90s. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and say I love Timothy Dalton and everything. So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I thought he was a good Bond, but uh-huh. I mean, what do I know? Please don't at me. <laughs> no, it's it's no one but at you anyway because it's become very like, you know, everyone is like, wait, these actually are good and we've unappreciated them so yeah but who knows when we'll ever see another 
Yeah. The next Ma movie, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Because who knows what's happening anymore. It's like I just saw the poster. They're trying to say that New Mutants is coming out in August. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw a, a a teaser or something, like an ad for a movie online uh, the other night. And it was just like, in theaters only, in all caps. And I was like, well, I guess I'm no. skipping that one. <laughs> okay, you tell yourself that. Yeah. I mean, it was just some... I don't know. It was some dumb action movie, but yeah, like big emphasis on in theaters only. I guess by the time quarantine lifts, like we're all going to be so desperate for entertainment that it won't really matter if it's a good movie or not. I'm not going to go to a movie theater, though. No, I was already on edge half the time in movie theaters. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. And now it'll just be like, if I went to a movie by myself, I would always text someone like, I would text my best friend in South Carolina and be like, just so you know, I'm at, I'm seeing this movie at this theater. If anything happens, <laughs> please yeah. tell my husband. I saw a movie wherein once the movie had started, a guy in the row behind me unzipped his backpack for snacks. And no hyperbole, he unzipped that backpack and everyone went... <gasps> Oh, like all of us were just like, what was that? Like, well, fuck. Yeah. And then he like got out, like you know, the junior mints he'd smuggled in, and it was like, <laughs> you son of a bitch, <laughs> do that before. I think he realized too, because then he was just kind of like, just gonna get these snacks out. <laughs> didn't mean to make people freak out for a second. Sorry. Right. Didn't mean to make everyone poop their pants. Let's just continue watching this lovely film. Sorry. Sorry. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they're just what like we don't national identity we have i'm sorry oh, it's fantastic oh, uh anyway. but paul's in a coma mm-hmm. i know it's serious and he so like chani's just like okay let me go see him so she goes and looks at him and he's just like laying and he's all white and pale and waxy yeah they say waxy and what stiff or something mm-hmm Mm. and now so jessica also thinks that johnny would have made a really good betty jesuit yeah um because she's like cool under pressure she's got good intuition she's you know just sets into action right away like there's lots of things about johnny that i think jessica is just now beginning to appreciate mm mm-hmm and so they go in and Chani's just like, they, they have a, they have a pretty good moment where mm-hmm. Chani realizes that, you know, he might die and she has to then raise their son by him, by herself. Yeah. And she realizes that Jessica had that same experience. And so they like hold hands for a second and just have this kind of moment of, all right, well, here's the situation. Yeah. Uh, and then Chani goes, and at this point, she just kind of, like, sniffs him, and she's like, hmm, spicy. <laughs> <laughs> just a little spicy. Yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, nobody knows. immediately, like, oh, I know what this is. Because <laughs> yeah. this is when she asks about, like, the spice, and did he have a reaction to it, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And so then she's just like, huh. Do any makers here just, just hanging out? Jessica's <laughs> like, yeah, 
you know. We always keep a couple on hand. <laughs> and so. You know, for drowning. And he's, they realize, you know, he's, he never, like, imbibes during, like, before the ceremonies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And Johnny's like, you know what we need is some water of life. <laughs> yep. Undiluted, please. Unchanged. And so Johnny's just like, so Jessica's just like, all right, fine. Because first she doesn't like the, that Johnny gave her orders, but she's like, all right, I'll put that aside for right now. And then <laughs> Johnny's just like, I bet I know what he did. <laughs> she's looking at him like, oh, boy <laughs> this guy <laughs> so she this genius she puts so, so chani puts like a, some of the water like she dips her finger in the water and like waves it under his nose and he starts to wake up and chani's like okay you gotta convert some so jessica has to like take a swig and swish it around <laughs> in her mouth but while she's doing that paul wakes up yeah, he just sort of sits up, like, Mah. He's like, oh, hey, guys. Guess yeah. what? He's like, oh, no, Mom, it's all good. I drank the sacred water. Just a drop. <laughs> just one drop. Yeah, so this is where Paul goes full on bananagrams, like, full weird. I do enjoy that there's that moment where Jessica's like, how could you do such a stupid thing? And Johnny's like, he's your son. <laughs> Jessica's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he start he, yeah. Cause he, he doesn't know what's going on. He's really happy to see Johnny. But then after he talks a little bit, he's like, wait a minute, why are you here? I just, he was like, I just fell asleep or whatever. And <laughs> Jessica's like, no, you idiot. You've been <laughs> laying here for three weeks. We yeah. all thought you were dead. So he's just like, well, it was a drop of the water of light. I converted it and he like scoops up this big handful of it and just drinks it. Jessica's like, ah. She's like, what the fuck? And he grabs her arm and he's like, time for a vision. And she's like, oh, this sucks. Because again, it's very gendered. Mm-hmm. Because when she had this same sort of rapport, this sort of full mind rapport with Alia and the f- previous Reverend Mother, it was. Mm-hmm like supportive and sharing and encompassing and with paul it's very like rah it's aggressive yeah it's aggressive and and i hate this whole notion like uh, because women can't be aggressive so that part falls to us the men and because we can't be gentle and it's just like that's such bullshit she he sees the place where they dare not look and jessica Mm -hmm. like collapses and Chani helps her sit against the wall and they have to note how Chani's arms are so young and strong and they're so helpful to like ancient Jessica and her (laughs) ancient late 30s bones. Right. And Chani's just like, okay, so is this really what happened? And Jessica's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So she realizes that Paul is in fact the Kwisatz Haderach and she's like, ah, fuck. Yeah. He can be many places at once. But this is, yeah, so Paul says, you know, uh, and this is the part that becomes very like, (sighs) because he says, there is in each of us an ancient force that takes 
an ancient force that gives. A man finds little difficulty facing that place within himself where the taking force dwells, but it's almost impossible for him to see into the giving force without changing into something other than man. For a woman, the situation is reversed. Okay. Like, so it's like, oh, so if a man, like, thinks about giving, I guess, oh, he becomes a lady. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine, Megan? And it's so, like, it's so bothersome to me because there's mm-hmm. so many parts of, like, the way that he does respect Chani and how she's so much better than him in so many ways, in mm-hmm. ways that could be, in a lot of ways, considered masculine. Yeah. You know, she's good at tracking and hunting and fighting. And yeah. still at the end of it it still has to be like oh but we got our special man powers i can handle the shit that you ladies can't yeah it's disappointing <laughs> oh dune yeah sigh heavy Dooning sigh it but up. there are some cool things though that mm-hmm. paul sees because um who, who is it chani or jessica one of them asks like did you see the future well, he also says before that that he Jessica asks him, "Are you one who gives or one who takes?" And he's like, "I can't. I'm. I. I'm both." Yeah. Uh, and then he realizes oh, that Jessica. one of his the people were was listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of his Fadikin was listening. One of his guards. So they know, like, they're like, "Okay, there can be no doubt." Yeah, everyone's gonna know at this point. Yeah, he he's. I think he did that deliberately because he knew that he would be overheard, and oh yeah, you know, gossip spreads. Nothing spreads faster than gossip. So, so Jessica asks, you know, have you seen the future? What did you see? And he's like, oh, I've seen the now, capital N. Yeah, and what's <laughs> happening in the now? It's crazy. There's. He's like, oh, so. All the ships of the guild are above Arrakis right now. Yeah, the spacing guild's not letting anyone land yet. The emperor is there, and mm-hmm. uh, the Reverend Mother, guys, Helen, is up there, yeah. and Sardaukar, All of the, houses. the Harkonnen, Thufir is up there. Everyone's up there, and you know, Jessica's like, "What? Why?" And yeah, the the guild's not letting anyone land, and. Because they're trying to protect the spice, basically. Because everyone's up there, like, ready to raid Arrakis and and take Mm -hmm. what they can. Yeah, I think at first she's kind of comforted by the fact that, like, Mm -hmm. some of the lesser houses are there. And he's like, no. Or the the fact that the Spacing Guild isn't letting anyone land. He's like, no, they're just, this is going to be a free-for-all. And they're going to let everybody raid this place when they do when they are able to land like they're coming for us but he is not worried because paul has a plan and it is does he it's brilliant i mean i'm gonna say i think it's a brilliant plan it's a good plan yeah i think it's a little amazing that everyone acts like no one has ever thought of this plan before because you think it'd be the easiest like the simplest plan but you know he's paul it's, it's kind of like um this is a bad analogy but it's sort of like um it's sort of like Jimmy Carter's like oil embargo in the seventies. Like nobody really wanted it, but you know what I mean? Like it's something that kind of had to happen, but nobody wanted it. Paul would never build a house for habitat for humanity. God, no. 
(laughs) So Paul says, okay, what we need to do is, mom, you have to change a bunch of the water for us. Mm -hmm. Like, however it is you do that, get on it right now. More than you've ever changed. And Chani, get some scouts out and find a pre-spice mass. And if we put a big big amount of the water life above a big pre-spice mass, do you know what's going to happen? Jessica's like, oh, shit. Yeah. This is the water of death. Yeah. So what it'll do is it'll basically kill the little makers. Mm -hmm. And so you can't get... Like, it'll set off a chain reaction where basically it spreads, right? Is what I'm understanding. Yeah, it'll kill all the makers, and then Mm -hmm. that'll eliminate all the spice. Yeah. And Chani, of course, is just like, I'm sorry, what? Like, she even refers to it as blasphemy, because she's just like, um... Huh? But, I mean, what an incredibly big trump card that is, because... Nothing without spice. The entire universe grinds to a halt. Like, Mm -hmm. there's no folding space. There's no, like, you know, there's no, like, tribes making a new Reverend Mother. Yep. Uh, And so uh, Paul says, he who can destroy a thing has the real control of it. Mm -hmm. We can destroy the spice. And just because like well what why isn't the guild doing anything and he says because they're looking for me Mm -hmm. and they haven't been like the navigators have been looking for paul and they haven't been able to find him because he's been in this weird coma state and he says you know we i know their secret which is that without the spice they can't do anything they can't navigate Mm -hmm. they can't fold space chani's like uh but what (laughs) (laughs) She's still just like, oh, boy. I really just wanted to, like, hang out with my sister-in-law and my baby. <laughs> so he's just like, all right, go on. Dude, he goes, like, lays back down. He's like, yeah, just go do that stuff, guys. <laughs> I'm really tired for being asleep for three weeks. Well, I mean, that just really wear you out. I imagine it would, honestly. It's like the days when I do nothing but play video games on the couch. I feel more tired than the days when I'm really busy doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and he says, the future's becoming as muddled for the guild as it is for me. Everything focuses here where the spice is. Mm-hmm. And so now they're desperate and they have to come. So, papa. Yes. Um, shit's about to get real. Yeah, so we're we're in the end game now. This is there's three more chapters. Three more chapters, and uh, then our season, our first season, will officially be over. Oh my god! After a year. <laughs> well, Plus. the next is Dune Messiah, which is a basically a novella. <laughs> yeah, it's a slim. It's a little boy. It's a little little baby. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's starting to get real. I will say just for everyone it's not gonna turn out too great for that poor little baby <laughs> don't know if no, you've it... noticed but there's only a Lido two later on not yeah. two Lido twos right uh, but until that point we're, we're getting ready to start some some shit mm-hmm. and this is why you know we've said in the past that dune really just happens and happens and then oh my god it happens <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of, I mean, we had so many chapters, we're like, okay, we're Mm -hmm. doing this, and then we're doing this, and now we're doing this, and now it's like, bang, 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 bang. Exactly. 
just like and it's crazy because it's like huge plot moments happening at the very end it, it makes you gives you a bit of tonal whiplash when you're reading it so you know if you can hang in till like the last third of the book mm-hmm. <laughs> which is not always the best recommendation for something like if you could just hang on to the last part it gets really good I mean it's good but it's been slow up until recently it has but that is the way of dune that is the way of dune (laughs) so that's probably interesting to see where they cut off the movie yeah i think it's gonna be um with them joining stilgar's like when they join up with stilgar yeah that's kind of where i can see that first one will end it's been fun for me to see like people reading the book for the first time on Twitter and being like, oh my god, I had no idea that this book was a book. Oh, <laughs> that yeah, this that. book is so big. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been more than one. There's several people that have been like, this is a lot. It <laughs> does is. this book ever get, like, does it, does it ever, like, <laughs> you know, also, ease up a little? Something that I saw the other day, and I, I messaged you about it, but I, I declined to say anything at the time because I was just like, yeah, I don't feel like getting into it. I was working on something at the time. But, yeah, okay, so spice coffee is totally a thing. There were people arguing that there wouldn't, like, that that was only what, like, rich people would do. And it's like, no, the Fremen drink spice coffee. And yeah. they're saying, you know, oh, they don't have the water. They have the water in the sitch. In, in the yeah. sitch. Like, no. they're not drinking it. They don't have, like, a thermos. They're not making it on the road. I mean, mm-hmm. they might have thermoses. Like, they might pack it with them when they go. Like, pre-made stuff. Sure. But, no, like, spiced coffee is a thing that the Fremen have. It was yeah. just sort of odd where I was like, wait, is someone saying that they only rich people drink it's spiced like, coffee? Um, you guys know Jessica that... Jessica drinks, like, 18 cups of it. People live in the desert now. And they drink coffee. And they drink coffee probably tea i mean but yeah i mean i've seen like some of the was i believe it was the saudi arabia episode of anthony bourdain's new reservations like when it aired and yes they definitely drink coffee in the desert they have water yeah so it's it's cool everyone yeah (laughs) don't don't worry about it like they have it's not a status thing yeah, it was just the oddest, like, me being like, what? I'm not even gonna take that. <laughs> yeah, because... I think I saw that, and I was like, I'm not wading into this. This is a very stupid discussion. <laughs> there was another one where someone was like, uh, I saw someone posted it in a Facebook group that we're in that was like, there's an MCU connection confirmed in this movie. And I'm like, no, there's not. What? I didn't see that. <laughs> because apparently the hawk, the Atreides hawk sigil looks a lot like the shield like from that must have been a joke and i'm just like it a it doesn't look that much like it b no no i'm gonna say that was a joke i am not one of those people that are like you didn't even read the book but like in this case it's just like i don't know do a google search Is Dennis Villeneuve, like, really, do you really see him doing anything connected to the MCU? And if he decided he was going to do that, you know, for kicks, it wouldn't be anything that blatant. No, God. 
Like, lots, I mean, I enjoy a reference, you know, as much as the next person. Mm, mm-hmm. but, That's why we like the Dark Towers, because it's oh my God. nothing but references to other it's things. It's just going to get better and better, y'all. <laughs> better and better. <laughs> but yeah, it, oh, goodness gracious me. <laughs> but You're thinking about it, aren't you? <laughs> I am, and now I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Actually, I'm thinking about that, um... I'm thinking about Crimson Peak a lot lately. And it yeah, just popped well, into my head just now. It's just like, oh, Crimson Peak. But that has nothing mm, to do with Dune. So sorry, everyone. Mm, you never have to apologize for that. <laughs> ever. Timothy Chalamet could have been in Crimson Peak just as, like, someone's, like, son. Yeah, or he could have been, like, Charlie Hunnam's little brother. He could have been young Tom Hiddleston. He could have. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why hasn't that happened yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the two of them staring at each other in like a flashback <laughs> sort of like it's weird that um oh gosh like notebook of a young doctor movie uh-huh. or something. it's like are you telling me that daniel radcliffe grows <laughs> up to be john ham that's strange to me like does he keep growing <laughs> yeah, I like, no offense to daniel radcliffe but john ham is taller than him john ham is a big beefy guy it's Younger casting is always really interesting to me because sometimes it's so spot on. Like when I used to watch Once Upon a Time, mm-hmm. I cannot think of the actress right now, but the actress that played um, Jennifer Goodwin's character, Snow White, when she was young, was like so spot on mm-hmm. that it yeah, was that sort was of really like, oh, my God, um, just the mannerisms and everything. And then sometimes, yeah, you're just like, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, hello, I am you, younger. Like, are you? <laughs> yeah, I don't see it. Like, okay, fine. That sounds <laughs> fine. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, that so was the chapter. That's the chapter. It was kind of important. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we said, we don't have very many chapters left. Three. Three, I believe. Oh, excuse Three me. chapters, Three. and then we're taking a break. Uh, we're going to talk some Stephen King stuff, which I know a lot of you tune out for, and that's totally fine. That's, we do it yeah. for us. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Because if we didn't, we'd end up, we would end up probably starting a separate podcast, knowing me. I would cajole you into it, Megan. <laughs> it would work. Mm-hmm. It would work. Uh, but I keep trying to cajole other friends of ours into other podcasts. So, yeah. So I'm who coming has for the you, time? Sammy. Everybody now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, so, do you have anything do, to plug? I do have a not a plug, but we did get a new review that I wanted Ooh, to. Yeah. I wanted to shout out. Um, this comes from Murray. And it says, I was looking for a podcast that discusses Dune chapter by chapter so I can reread and be ready for the new movie. Very wise. Preferably discussed by witty women. Hello. <laughs> With a rotating guest. Well, we're working on that. <laughs> we try. So, perfection. I really hope the podcast continues to discuss as many Dune books as possible. I'm currently way behind on reading and I'd love to check up, catch up. Thanks for this. 
Aww. So, awesome. hey, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for reading. Thank you for calling us witty. Yeah. <laughs> Since, you know, I don't really get that validation in real life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to do our best. We're definitely going to have some guests coming up on, you know, with the subsequent books. I have one, like, super special guest that has specifically requested we wait until we get to children of dune before we have her on Mm -hmm. um but it will be a lot of fun you know that's just something for in the future yep i don't think uh we don't have any other emails or questions but i don't have anything to plug this week except um uh, there, if you want to hear my other podcast, Successively Diverted, we just put out a new episode. We kind of, we did a big uh, community sort of group watch of the Pride and Prejudice miniseries. It's mm-hmm. a weird, weird crossover <laughs> with Dune, but <laughs> we did a big, like, event with Drunk Austin. If you're on Twitter, you've probably seen Drunk Austin account. Um, and it was really big, and Sammy and I just had a lot of, like, thoughts to wrap things up with that before we move on to the next thing and i would say it was a very good a very good wrap up even though you didn't mention any of my tweets what i swear we did um i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) i know that sammy said something about one of megan's tweets oh huh i know she did i'll have Hmm. to look i'll have to go back and listen Hmm. but um, she definitely did in our discussion. If it didn't make the final cut, I apologize. <laughs> but you had you, some good ones. You editing, you're like, I don't have to talk about Megan on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Me editing is usually just playing games on my phone and making sure there aren't any big pauses. I mean, it might surprise you to know I don't actually listen to these when I'm editing. I'm just, I mean, when I say... When I say it might surprise you, I mean it won't surprise you at all. I'm just listening for dead air. Ah, that's fine. And, and anything offensive. Which I think we're pretty good. We're pretty good, but sometimes I say something and I'm like, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I'm going to take that out. Um, I guess on my side, I have, for the spool, I wrote a piece about the 20th anniversary of the movie Center Stage. Which, if you've never seen Center Stage and you're listening to this, it's on Netflix. Um, It's the best dance movie ever made. (laughs) And I wrote about it in sort of nostalgia and, you know, how it it just makes you feel good. And everyone's happy and they're dancing. So, check that out. Yes. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, that's, other than that, I mean, what are any of us doing? We're just getting by. Yeah, I hope that you guys are are getting by. You're staying safe, staying inside as much as possible. Big shout mm-hmm. out to everyone um, who's out there, you know, working their essential jobs. Thank you. Yeah, like, thank you so much because some of us are just, we're well, we're depending on you. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it sucks. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We're getting through. We'll, we'll get through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, until next week, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye. <laughs>